Managing your law practice can be challenging. Marketing, time management, attracting clients, and all the things besides the cases that you need to do that aren't billable. Welcome to this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. This is where you'll get the information you need from expert guests and host attorney Rodney Dowell here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast, helping attorneys improve their practice. We're glad you could listen today on Legal Talk Network. I'm Rodney Dow, Executive Director of Massachusetts Lawyers Concerned for Lawyers and Director of LCL's Massachusetts Law Office Management Program. Improving the lives of attorneys by offering free and confidential help for Massachusetts attorneys on issues ranging from depression and addiction to how to improve their business practices. For more information, visit www.lclma.org and www.masslomap.org. I'd also like to take this time to thank our sponsor, PC Law by LexisNexis. You can find more information at pclaw.com backslash radio. And today on the Unbillable Hour, we'd like to discuss how law firms are using document assembly tools to increase productivity and revenues. Joining me today is Diane Ebersall, a great friend and practice management advisor from the State Bar of Michigan. Her tech credentials are impressive, including her most recent appointment to the ABA Tech Show Board. Congratulations on that, Diane, and welcome to the Unbillable Hour. Well, thank you, Rodney. I'm delighted to be here and anxious to talk to you and your listeners about document assembly, one of my passions. Oh, that's great. And I you know that's why I was particularly excited to have you on as a guest. I know we we started talking about a year ago, I think, about uh, your interest in document assembly and, and some of your work with some of the programs. So tell me this. Why is there so much interest in document assembly lately with uh, attorneys and in the legal profession? Well, I think attorneys are always asking themselves and the practice management advisor community uh, what aspects of their current practice can be made more efficient. Uh, and with the downturn in the economy over the last couple of years, uh, those questions have even more relevance. You know, I don't agree with everything Richard Susskind wrote in his book, The End of Lawyers, but I really like his one premise that says, Lawyers need to work more quickly, more cheaply, more efficiently, or to a higher quality using different and new methods of working to survive and succeed. And document assembly is just an excellent way to implement all of those tenants moving more quickly, cheaply, efficiently, and I believe to a higher standard by using document assembly. Well, that's really interesting. So you're really talking about uh, tools to increase, I mean, productivity, just uh, how much each uh, attorney is able to generate efficiently and effectively. But for our listeners, how do you define document assembly? Well, let me start by saying what I think document assembly is not, and I don't think it's copy and paste. Um, (laughs) A lot of attorneys do because rarely does an attorney start with a blank piece of paper to create their document. They frequently start with um, the one that they most recently created or the document that they have uh, saved that is the closest to the needs of the current document. So in my mind, there are three basic components of document assembly. Um, At the most basic level, I think it's 
it's the design of a system and a workflow that assists in the creation of your electronic document. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to implement document assembly software, but you might achieve the same kind of goal by maxing out functionality that's already part of your word processor. Um, you move up a level in the document assembly picture when you add the logic-based element of document assembly that lets the answer to one question determine the insertion of text or what the next question might be. And the final level for me in document assembly is being able to automate conditional text, variable text, and formatting into an automated process. Those all sound really, really sophisticated. Now, just, I guess, how, how have these applications for document assembly changed in the last few years? And, and is that, is some of this more complex uh, stuff that you're talking about part of that change? Um, one of the great things that's happened over the last few years is a lot of that rather complex thinking has been implemented in a much simpler form for for attorneys and their support staff to use. Um, it used to be that we had one kind of document assembly app, and that was the kind that was a standalone application. It lived by itself on your computer, and perhaps it generated your documents at the end of the day in Word or WordPerfect, but the two were not necessarily uh, walking along together hand in hand. And there are applications out there now that will let you do that. Um, there are apps that actually reside in your word processing application. Um, and it makes the implementation of a document assembly software much less like programming and more like working in a word processor. There are also tools now. Document assembly is living and, and working quite well uh, within practice management applications. And there are now web-based applications for document assembly. And um, there are also some document assembly applications that really live in Windows and work in every application that you have on your machine. So they'll work in your case management software. They'll work in Excel. They'll work in whatever email um, client you're using. Um, so document assembly is getting bigger and friendlier at the same time. Well, it sounds like there's all kinds of options out there. I mean, when I think of uh, document assembly, I think just right off the top of my head, I'm thinking, okay, hot docs. And then that's basically the end of my list and maybe auto parts within Word. Word. Uh, but it sounds like a, there's a lot of others. How, how do they... Uh, well, can you give us some samples of some of those? And Sure. One of the things that has happened recently is... Um, that the SaaS-based or software-as-a-service applications or web-based uh -huh. case management applications are, are really growing and th thriving. And this year, since January, three of the major players in, in that arena have announced the implementation of document assembly within their 
application on the web. Um, I think that serves as an indicator to all of us of how important it is to leverage the power of document um, assembly software. Um, they applications, many of them integrate very well with proprietary case management applications with things like Time Matters and Practice Master from the Tabs 3 family. If you're using an ODBC or Open Database Connectivity application, you can integrate quite seamlessly with your um, document assembly application. My favorite dream, I've never seen it quite yet, is that the attorney who enters a client's name into his case management system, never has to type that name again because uh, every document is created by pulling the information from that database. Um, and, and document assembly is one of the tools that can take you down that path. And I, I assume that that integration that you're talking about with the ease of pulling in the information from your, your database is where you is that where you're getting most of the increased productivity, or is there other parts of of this document assembly programs that are is creating that increased productivity? You don't have to have fully implemented case management software to increase your efficiency by using document assembly. That uh -huh. maximizes your your efficiency. Document assembly all by itself takes out a lot of the human error factors, reduces editing time, and you can create a situation where you enter the answers to questions. And one of the easiest ways, I think, for most everyone to understand the general concept of how document assembly works uh -huh. is to think about using TurboTax. Okay. You, you answer all those questions. Questions that you answer may change your alternatives for the next question. So a question may be, are you married? Yes. And then the information for your spouse shows up. Do you have children? Yes. How many? Four. And then it lists the place for you to um, complete their names and date of birth. Um, and then at the end of the day, when you hit the complete button in TurboTax, you see this nice, tidy document that's been created with no typos and only the information that was relevant to your tax return. Creating a document using document assembly is very similar. It's just that you have to create the the interview. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and I, I assume that there's probably... Um I mean, as you discussed before, you have these applications that some are web-based and some are for the PC. And are there applications that work for Mac users also? There are. Um, uh -huh. There are several applications. Of course, a lot of Mac users um, run Windows on their Mac in one form or another and use Office because it's um, so compatible with the rest of the world. And, of course, those people can run any of the Windows applications. Um, but there are several applications out there for Mac users, and um, we have a list of those in our resources for our listeners to look at. Oh, great. 
And we'll be able to uh, give the, the, the list or a link to those resources uh, after we p- put this program up on the uh, Legal Talk Network. But let me ask you this. So um, when, you're, when you're looking at these different applications, and it sounds like there's uh, quite a few of them out there, what, what should the attorneys do to determine which application is the best one for their firm? Well, always there is the cost factor. And there's the comfort factor. Uh Um, If you're going to spend a lot of money on it and it sits on a shelf because you're not comfortable with it, then maybe buying the gold standard of document assembly software was not the best decision for you. Um, I like to recommend that people, almost all of the document assembly software applications have at least a 30-day free trial. Some of them provide the basic level of their application free forever. I call those the gateway drug folks because <laughs> you use that basic application and you'll, you'll get to the point where you're willing to pay more because you want what it can give you at the next level. Um, so I really recommend that you have to be willing to commit the time to go explore those applications and decide which is the best for you. And it's so easy to do on the Internet now. Even if you don't download and install them, you can go to their websites and watch their tutorials and see how they actually work and get a sense of whether the cost and the comfort level are a good fit for you. If that doesn't work for you, you can always hire a consultant. And tell me, I mean, and this is a, a little bit off off of what we were, uh, had had thought about talking, but in in talking about this application search, you know, trying to determine which application is working, and I and I think this is same with if when a firm is looking at case management software or any you know uh, software that's going to be used by multiple people so if a firm has the attorney and one or two paralegals do you think it's important to have all or at least some of those administrative folks involved in the search also when you're implementing a new software application whether it's case management software or document assembly software I always like to say that you need to have a champion in the firm who has some authority and who is totally vested in, in, in the project. And that person doesn't have to be an attorney. They have to have the support of the attorneys. But it needs to be the person who's going to make sure that the project succeeds and who uses it the most. Um, and that is frequently support staff, the paralegal or others within the firm. The other thing you need to do, which people often overlook with document assembly software, is it can be very threatening to your staff to implement an all-out document assembly software program because they feel threatened that this is going to take away their job. Um, And you need to reassure them that that's not the case, that you have other better, more important things for them to do. And, you know, typing and copying and pasting is not necessarily their prime directive uh, and the most beneficial thing for your firm. 
Yeah, I would think that that would be critical because I'm sure that at some level, if you have staff members who are unwilling to buy in, I mean, they could actually completely uh, oh, they can ruin the value. the whole project. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it must be critical to get their, their buy-in, uh, which is probably a whole other show that we could talk about how to get a, a staff buy-in on, on technology changes. Um but before we go there, let's let's go back to what we were talking about before I, I led us astray here. So when we're talking about how an attorney should determine which application is best, so is there a particular applica- applications that you think like solo and small firm attorneys should start with, and or maybe it doesn't matter if they're solo and small firms. But which applications would you suggest that that attorneys start looking at? Well, I think one of the things that they can do, because it will demonstrate to them the power of document assembly, is especially if they're word users, um, is to max out the power of quick parts, which lives in um, Word right now. Uh-huh. Um, it's a really good place to start and just get a feel for the power of document assembly. Having text available that's in the right format, where you want it, when you want it, so you don't have to go looking to copy and paste. Um, but there are four applications that I think cover a wide variety of the spectrum of document assembly. They are not the be-all, the end-all. They're not perfect for everyone, but a review of these applications gives you a good feel for what's out there. Um, And the first one is called Phrase Express. It is a text expansion program. It works in every aspect of Windows, and there's a really good article out there with a review of it that we'll put a link to as well that talks about it. Um, The basic version of it is free, so you can start with that and keep it forever. Uh, At the free version, the mid-level is $50 a user, and the professional level, which is really where true document assembly lives, is $140. Um, There are two really good Microsoft plug-in tools. These are the ones that pop in to Microsoft Office and work within Word and uh, become a part of the whole Word process. Um, The first one is called the Form Tool, and if you look for that on the web, it is theformtool.com. Form Tool by itself will take you somewhere else. Um, It has another unlimited free version that you can use for forever, but their full version is only $90. Um, and then there's Pythagoras. It has a 90-day free trial, um, and the full version for a single user, Pythagoras, is $379. We'll put links out there for all of these right. applications. And then the standalone standard um, app is the one that you thought of, which is HotDocs. And even HotDocs has a 30-day free trial, Um and to use Hot Docs, you have to have at least one developer license, which runs about $800 a license. And wow. then if, yeah, ouch. And then if you're going to use that, um, on other, other desktops, those licenses are $300. 
But one of the things that Hot Docs has done is they've come up with a new application, which they call Document Services. And what you can do with that is quite interesting, especially if you're thinking of moving your practice to a more virtual environment or you want to add a virtual component of practice to your existing practice because it will let you deploy the interview, like the TurboTax portion, uh-huh. over your website or you can send it a link to it via email. So you could send your new client intake to that website and they could complete all of that information and you could pull it in and have it in your database ready to go when that client comes in. Or you you could create your interrogatories that way and let people fill them out that way as well. I mean, there are a lot of uses for it. But I think that the hot docs folks are really thinking about that concept of delivering services in a different way. Yeah. Well, that sounds like an exciting development for the future. Um, it's time for a quick break and a word from our sponsor, PC Law by LexisNexis. We'll be right back. Tired of all the headaches of running your law firm? Want to spend your time doing what really matters? Then you need PC Law. PC Law from LexisNexis is the legal industry's best-selling matter, billing, and accounting software. It has never been easier to manage your law firm and serve your clients. Get back to doing what matters to you. For a free trial, go to PCLaw.com slash radio. That's PCLaw.com slash radio. Or call us at 800-685-2161 today. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial play in this podcast. Just give us a call anytime at 781-551-9960 or shoot us an email at admin at LegalTalkNetwork.com. You never have enough friends or followers, right? Check out Legal Talk Network on Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn too. Welcome back to the Unbillable Hour and the Legal Talk Network. I'm Rodney Dowd, joined by Diane Ebersall, Practice Management Advisor for the State Bar of Michigan. Diane, this has been great. Really uh, so interesting, I think, uh, our discussion so far. And I was really uh, struck by, you know, the change or the innovation by um, uh, hot dogs that you were talking about and also the power of um, I know you 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 find Pythagoras from our other discussions very powerful, and and I was really excited to hear about some of these plugins that that work right in in uh, Word. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of uh, exciting changes going on with these applications. There are, and there's a whole other family of um, applications that are web based, where you can actually perform your document assembly using a web-based application. And we'll post a link to a great article by Richard Granite. Great. Um, for your review. And he, he does a lot because uh, uh, with this stuff as part of his virtual law office, I think, he right? He does. Yeah. He does. Okay. He's very knowledgeable on that topic, and we're going to let him um, share his knowledge via that article. 
Because I'm not not up to speed on all of the web-based possibilities. Well, it's a little overwhelming at this point, and it seems like the changes are going so so quickly. But from a practice management component, so uh, there's obviously some great tools out there. How does the use of these document assembly applications have an impact on the attorney billing practices? If the estate planning package you provided used to take four hours of document creation time, and you can now create it in an hour, you need to reevaluate your billing practices. Uh-huh. Um, improved document assembly should result in, in a fixed fee or non-hourly billing, at least for the document creation part of your service. If you can have that document, I, I say it jokingly, but not quite. If you can have the document created by the time your client gets to your parking lot, you can't charge that same time and rate for document creation, and you need to explore some other alternatives. A great resource for looking at alternative billings is um, the book that one of our fellow PMAs wrote with Mark Robinson called Winning Alternatives to the Billable Hours, Strategies That Work, and this book helps you assess and determine some of the impacts of increased efficiency and your billing. Yeah, and obviously a, a, an incredibly important discussion when you're talking about increasing productivity and, and efficiencies. Uh, I mean, as you said, it can't. You keep, you're you're giving the same value, but doing it in half the time. Obviously, an hourly rate does not adequately uh, cover the the value that you're actually providing your client. Right. And you do need to be careful just because of all of the ethical implications of what your billing statements reflect. Right, right, exactly. Uh, and I guess as part of this, we should just say to people, you know, as, as you consider changes in your in your billing arrangements in your fee agreements, you should look at your local state's uh, professional rules of responsibility about what's a reasonable fee and ways to approach that. But it seems to me like alternative fee arrangements are, are part of the future of the, of the law and something that all of our attorneys should be thinking about. Uh, just because, uh, as what you were talking about before, increased efficiencies across the board. If you're going to compete in this environment, you're looking for productivity, you're looking for efficiency, and and hourly uh, billing is probably not the way to go. So, uh, but moving on past that, can you give us a couple examples of how document assembly applications increase the bottom line for a law firm? And and you may have already mentioned it kind of at the real estate package, but do you have, uh, you want to expand on that or have other ideas? Well, I have two really quick examples. Great. Um, I did for a family member that is in a primarily workers' comp personal injury firm. It was a two-attorney firm with two support staff, very busy. Um, and I created for them a total document assembly package. Every document that they created in their practice was in a document assembly software application. Wow. And when... When I rolled that out for them, um, they were in the process of hiring a replacement for one of their support staff. And uh-huh. they had a very, very excellent uh, support staff person still with them. And the day we rolled this out, she went to the two attorneys and she said, we don't need another support staff. I, I can do everything for both of you using this. 
and with the person's salary and um, benefits, saved them in a heartbeat. Well, it wasn't a heartbeat on my side, but um, for them <laughs> it felt like it, um, you know, around $40,000 a year. They have since added a third attorney, and they still have one person handling it. Wow. Um, I did a similar thing for a solo estate planning attorney who's a family member, um, and his support staff left. It was in the heart of the economic downturn, and he was determined to do the work himself. It was taking him, he's not a good typist, he's, um, yeah, um, it was taking him around 16 hours to create a two-person estate planning package, and we created a document assembly program for him and cut his time down to around two hours. So those are those are huge time savings. And the documents, when you do document assembly and do it well, the documents come out error-free. I say that with quotes around it, but just little tiny quotes because document assembly can really, really reduce all the human error in your documents. Well, those are those are really incredible testimonials about the power, I think, of, of the document assembly and how uh, helpful it can be for the attorneys. Now, I guess, you know, it's obviously a huge time-saving and huge efficiency for the attorneys, but what I got also from that story is you need uh, someone who's uh, very good at taking the information, the, the forms that need to be created, and and putting them in the the document assembly program, which you were able to do for your uh, family members. Uh, do you have any suggestions about how firms either get their their uh, you know admin assistants to be able to qualified to do this, or find people who would do it at a reasonable rate? Well, I think that some attorneys and some firms are going to have that person sitting there already uh-huh. whose, whose mind just works right to do yeah. to implement a document assembly solution for the firm other firms are not going to have that kind of person sitting there and your question for reasonable um a reasonable consultant depends on where you're located but the consultants who create for example hot docs solutions for firms are are not inexpensive. Um, it varies widely across the country, but it is not a it's not a cheap solution. Based upon your experience, it sounds like the payoff over a year or two and maybe quicker more quickly if you have the right admin person to do the work would be still pretty phenomenal. It's true. And I can't, I can't imagine not starting with document assembly somewhere right. within your firm. And every firm can do it because you can get started now with some of these applications for free. And once you get going and see how powerful they can be, even at the less powerful free versions, um, I think it can really motivate you to take the steps you need to implement a full document assembly program for your firm. 
Well, that's great. And that wraps up this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. Uh, Diane, really great uh, for you to join us. I really appreciate it. Uh, can you just tell, I, I know you work for the, the um, bar in Michigan, so I don't know how uh, broadly you can help people, but for those that are uh, in Michigan and, and members of your bar association, can you tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and the services you provide as a law practice advisor? Sure. If you go to our website, which is www.mishbar.org, and go to the Practice Management Resource Center link, which is prominently on the front page, you'll find contact information for me and our other practice advisor, Joanne Hathaway. Great. And they people can also find you next year at the uh, ABA Tech Show, I'm sure. Uh, we'll, we'll be looking forward to seeing you there, and hopefully uh, there will be a few uh, programs there on uh, document assembly. I so hope in- so. <laughs> so remember, listeners, you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. And please feel free to continue this discussion on Twitter where you can find me at Rodney Dow. I hope you join us again on the next on Billable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network. Its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast with Attorney Rodney Dowell. Join us again for the next edition right here on the Legal Talk Network. Learn by doing with Practicing Law Institute's award-winning on-demand interactive programs. Developed by experts in learning design, these immersive programs incorporate the latest in research-based instructional design and technology, allowing you to try out concepts, challenge yourself, and grow your skills using real-world scenarios. With programs focusing on professional development, client-facing skills, and law practice management, you can earn CLE while you learn. Launch now at pli.edu slash interactive or download PLI's mobile app.